Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees or Roger Goodell. Yeah, Bobby like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, 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 welcome. Now, rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all joining me for another episode of the Coma. We have been this thing. Shout out to the fam. And this one here, Saints 2023 mini camp, day number two of three. We up in this thing. Shout out to the fam. Hope you guys are having a terrific week. As we up in this thing, man, we approach hump day. We're already over and we got a couple of days to the weekend. Been kind of a short weekend for me. 
but it's all to the good. So shout out to all the fam. Appreciate y'all for being in the stream. Uh, please feel free to spike, spike the like button, spike the bell, hit the share button, share it on the on your social media feed or in groups, wherever you go. Take the coma with you. And if you're not a sub, hit the sub button as well. Shout out to the fam. Happy B-Day. Happy who that birthday to my brother, OG Jerry Poor. Much love to that brother as he turned 39. So shout out to OG up up in his piece, the OG. Shout out to you. Happy B-Day to you, my brother. Hope you having a fantastic birthday, my man. Shout out to you. Brother Tori, shout out to you, my friend. Appreciate you. Darrell, shout out to you. My brother Kevin uh, Conley's in this thing. Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you. Elite, shout out to Elite. Always bringing the positive energy. Much love. Brother Richard's in this thing. Shout out to you. Good to see you. Brother Eric's in this thing. Carla, shout out to you, Queen. Good to see you. Tuck Graff, shout out to you as well. Good to, to, to yes, right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tuck Graff. Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you. OG to the third degree. Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you. And all the mighty who that's and the who that nation. What's up, Dana? Shout out to you, Queen. Devon, shout out to you, fam. Appreciate all of y'all, man. Gundam, my brother Gundam in this thing. Shout out to you. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being in the stream. What's up, Troll? Shout out to my brother Troll. Mocha's in this thing. Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate y'all. Much love. All right. What's up, fam? Thank you, B-Mill. Shout out to you, brother. The Professor, shout out to you, pro. Fessor's in this thing. Shout out to you, man. Much love. No problem, OG. Happy B-Day, my brother. So big ups to all of the fam, man. Appreciate y'all stopping by in this stream. Um, probably not going to try to hold you <laughs> any longer than what I have to hold you. We got some news we're going to cover. We're going to talk about the Saints mini camp day two takeaways and observations. A shout out to Brother Hendricks over there at the Saints News Network, Brother Kyle T. Moley, uh, uh, Brother uh, Bob Rose is over there, Se- several other family members. Shout out to you guys for being there as well. Appreciate you for being in the stream. So. Much love to the fam up in this thing. So, uh, man, listen, man, this is a very interesting, man, to be honest with you. I, I kind of, I'm really kind of digging the thing that what's going on with the Saints in terms of uh, how they're, how everything is going, man, to be honest with you. And uh, they're still trying to bring in people. The other day we seen that the Saints was trying to bring in some talent uh, in terms of the offensive line. We seen that going on. So, uh we ain't seen no interior defensive lineman coming in this thing or some uh, off, you know, linebacker is still a lot of time. We probably won't see none of that till later on when the big camp start rolling in, but it's still good. Snake bite. Shout out to you. Good to see you. T dirty. What's up, baby. Shout out to you as well, man. Much love to the entire fam, man. Thank y'all for being here. Be kind. Shout out to your fam. Appreciate you. All right, Tim. What's up, fam? Appreciate Tim Dunn as well. Much love. It's the OG day, man. We're giving them uh, some, uh, some happy birthday wishes out to, brother jerry so anyway fam let's get ready to hit this man i got that this uh, article i want to go over to uh, the day with day two from the saints minicamp also several interviews i want to play dennis allen pete carmichael uh ronald curry the passing game coordinator and uh, uh, another interview from saints rookie first round draft pick defensive tackle brian barisi we want to play those interviews react to those get a little inside baseball on the game uh today so anyway as we get ready to get going up in this thing man uh, let's hit it, man, from uh, Brother Hendricks uh, as he's dropping the scoop, man. And I and I love kind of rehashing it with him because he always is very thorough, is really good at breaking down and giving some really good tidbits of information. And, I, and like I said, I'm fastly really liking his writing style of how he does it. Very detailed, gives us a lot of good game for those who are not in attendance, almost feel like we're there. So always shouting out uh, what they do. Just love those guys over there at the Saints News Network. So 
let's kind of get into this thing, man. Second day of minicamp and a few things stinking and baking for the Saints. And anyway, we wrapped up the second minicamp practice. We saw uh, plenty of action Wednesday, not wasting any time. In attendance, guys, uh, Rashid Shahid's dealing with a groin issue. In addition to Shahid, they're not spotted at it. He's, those are not spotted at Wednesday's practice include Anthony Johnson. He's the DB. Cesar Ruiz, Cam Jordan, and Carl Grandison. And, of course, Dennis Allen was asked about that as practice will play his interview. He said if, uh, if, if Jordan's absence was injury-related to which he responded, I call it old age-related, Cam is fine. Kendra Miller, Eno Benjamin, Nick Saldaveri, Trevor Penning, uh, Miller Forrestal were all present but not participating. One thing to point out, Pennon is the is the fact that he's taking part in team stretching, which is a good sign. That really is. Chris Olavi, Kamara, uh, Taylor, uh, headline plays of the day. Difficult to choose which one. The first involved Derek Carr and Elvin Kamara. Seven on seven car hit him in stride on the wheel route, working against Zach Bowen. And it was a classic Kamara play and something we could love to see more during the season. The second play was Carr to Olavi. It was during two minute drills, and he took the offense one play. To strike pay dirt, Carr hit a deep sideline shot to Chris Olave working against double coverage. He went up and got the ball over defenders, mainly Alante Taylor, and took it in for the score. Needless to say, it got the offense really hyped, and it was a sack, and it was a welcome sight at practice. The last play closed out practice with Taylor getting some revenge. In a two-minute drill, Taylor jumped the route and picked off Jake Hayner, but would have been a pick six. So good to see Alante Taylor hearing a lot of good stuff by Alante Taylor. Uh, that play that involved, you know, getting that play that in, actually involved getting uh, Chris Olave and Derek Carr involved to get the deep pass. That's something, man, that I really want to see more of, man. And I think that's going to be that's going to turn out to be a very fantastic style of thing that's a, that happens with the Saints offense, getting your best, the big play wide receiver, Chris Olave downfield. Like I said, Carr loves doing that, man, loves getting that ball up the field. Uh, to his deep threats, man. It's going to be really cool keeping those, just opening up everything. The last play closed out practice with Taylor getting that revenge, so that was good for him. The Michael Thomas watch, toning in a little bit more on Michael Thomas day after watching him work out on the sidelines with the quarterbacks while the special teams drills was going on, seeing some cuts out on the routes, doing things at half speed, him talking a good bit with Carr. Carr was complimenting her Thomas on Tuesday. Looked like the chemistry between the two are starting to build. Also in that period, you've seen Chris Olave and Ronald Curry chatting it up, who was the passing game coordinator trying to make something shake. Now, quarterback performance. Carr finished the day of 4-6, seven on the 7-on-7. Seven seven. He was one-on-one -on -one in the team drills. It was a nice play by Peyton Turner uh, when Jameis Winston went 4-4. He was 6-10 in the two-minute drill and did not result in getting to the end zone. Now, Jake Hayner was one of two in both sessions. Taysom was with the tight end group today. So like they said, they'll be working Taysom all over the place uh, this year. So not much is going to change on there. Special teams doesn't uh, get talked about a ton, but it does help to see some eyes who own the kickoff and punt returns. The Saints are working on squib kicks and their formation included from left to right. They had Paulson Debo, Juwan Johnson, Andrew Dowell, DeMarco, DeMarco Jackson, Zach Bowen, Will Lutz, JT Gray, Ty Summers, Ryan Connolly, Isaac Yidham, and Alante Taylor. The team also they're working on lane integrity for kickoffs and returns, as well as some tackling drills where they uh, kind of rotated out groups. So special team getting some work in there. Hopefully, finally, y'all know I've been really super critical of our special teams. Not, a, you know, the kickoff game, not that, because we usually feel we, we do a pretty good job when we kick off and we go down there and stop them. The problem with the Saints is in the return aspect of the special teams. where We're getting the punt or we're getting the kick. They're not blocking right. 
They're not blocking correctly. Our special teams guys, and we have some pretty good returners. You talk about Deontay Harris-Hardy. You talk about Rashid Shaheed. You talk about some of these guys who have great skill at the position. They excelled uh, before they got to the league. You know, uh, uh, Deontay Harris-Hardy, when he was with the Saints a couple of years ago, he was able to get a Pro Bowl as a return man. And we just don't see enough of that from the Saints uh, kick return unit. Uh, we don't, they do not hold lane integrity. They don't open up enough holes. They allow, get, they'll let guys shoot through there and, and, and hit you. It just, it's just terrible. So, I mean, please, 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 please focus, focus this year. The last several years have been absolutely horrible. Please, I am begging you, do something about blocking for our kick returners and punt returners, whether that's Rashid Shaheed, whether that's Malik Flowers. I don't care who it is. Can we please get somebody that, that knows how to block or teach blocking to these guys? Because it would definitely help in flipping the field, helping our offense out. It can mean a, a ton of good for our team. Hell, we might even get some kick return to punt return touchdowns. How about that? When the last time we had that? Can we get some of that? Anyway, let me let me get off of that ramp. 707 breakdown defensively. The Saints rolled out Pete Werner, Marcus May, Alante Taylor, Bradley Roby, Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore, and Demario Davis. Things look like they were going to start out rough again for the offense as the first two passes were off intended for Jawan Johnson over the middle and an angle route to Kamara and may had good coverage on Johnson. However, Card hit his next four passes on a route to Alave, Foster Monroe in the flats, Traquan Smith on the crossing route, and then the big wheel route played Elvin Kamara for the touchdown. Not bad at all. And at least this time around, you've seen uh, Traquan Smith actually catch the ball last practice he dropped several balls for Jameis Winston series. He hit passes to Quan Baker on the curl route, a check down to Sherrodrick Thompson, Keith uh, Kirkwood on a nice fade route, which he was held in Malik Flowers on a short check down on a particular play. Saquon, uh, uh, excuse me, Shaq Davis had a big step on uh, on the defense and would have had a score had Jameis seen him down the field. Jameis didn't see him. Now, Hainer's two attempts saw Adrian Fry make a nice pass breakup, and he's been doing some stuff, so keep an eye out on Adrian Fry. Working against Malik Flowers on the deep sideline shot, it was a uh, a uh, a pretty pass. His long completion was to Taysom Hill on the curl route in front of Ty Summers and smoke Monday. Two-minute work. As we discussed earlier, it took Carr one play to get into the end zone when he connected deep with Chris Olave. They did try for a two-point conversion after the score uh, off, after they scored off the jump, but it failed. For Winston series, he worked things fairly well, first connecting with Brian Edwards over the middle, then he hit Foster Monroe on the sideline, then again on the middle route, then the next play was thrown away, and then Winston connected with Flower Sharp, and then he connected with A.T. Perry on the slant route, but wasn't able to get uh, on the next play, which was a fade route. So Winston didn't hit Kirk Merritt on the short pass near the end zone, but he couldn't punch it in. He tried Moreau on the right side, but couldn't connect. The final play was intended for Traquan Smith, which was broken up by Paulson Adebo, who started to step up in uh, in, in practice as well. And then for Hayner Sears, it was a quick in and out after him first hitting Kawhi Baker for over, on, over the middle again. But then Alante Taylor closed things out with a pick six. So that'll do it. And then, of course, they got one more day. One more practice from the Saints coming up tomorrow on uh, that as well. So anyway, that was practice. Shout out to Hendricks and the Saints News Network for a great scoop on that. Now let's hear from HC. That's right, HC. Oh, no, not that guy. The other guy. Yeah, there he is. That guy, Dennis Allen. Let's hear from Dennis Allen on today's practice. Put one in the chat if y'all can hear, fam. Yeah, no, I, I, look, I thought it was a good practice. I thought our guys uh, got out here, competed. I thought we got better today. and. 
um, you know, that's really what this time of year is all about. Very spirited. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, you know, right now we're, we're, we're competing against each other, but we're also competing against the other 31 teams uh, in our league right now. And so, um, you know, the, the all we can really, you know, focus on is, is what we're doing here and, and uh, focus on trying to get better at something every single day. And, look, we've, we've worked a lot of situational uh, type offense, defense, situations in the kicking game. And, and uh, you know, I think our guys have kind of had their head down and just gone to work. Yeah, Chris kind of talked, Chris Alavi talked about making contested catches well yeah i mean i think that's an area that we've talked to him a couple of things you know getting some run after catch making these contested catches i mean that's part of you know that's why we went up and got him when we did in the draft and and uh, those are the type of plays that we know that he can make those are the type of plays that we expect him to make you know derek said yesterday that knowing this defense is as good as it has been he doesn't have to make a lot of risky throws, but still choosing time to be aggressive. And that play to Olave seems, I mean, obviously it's OTA's lower stakes, but um, can you give us a sense of how you see his uh, philosophy and judgment evolving in terms of his selection of his passes? Yeah, look, I, I think I think really playing the quarterback position is really about understanding uh, all the elements of the game and how each game's being played out. Look, there's 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 going to be some games where uh, we play really good defensively and maybe we don't have to score as many points and, and understand how that game's being played out. There's going to be some times that, you know, we're going to have to score a significant amount of points to be able to win the game. And so I think each week that that's going to be, that's going to be different. I think we'll see how that plays out as we get into the season. Dennis, if uh, Alan Kamara is not available and you're running like option type routes or uh, wheel routes, who would be who would be like the second choice you think? Yeah, look, I, I, honestly, Bobby, we're probably a little too early in the in the process to you know totally have that answer. I think that's why we we have these days we have training camp. That's something that we'll figure out as as we go along. But um, uh, we'll 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 have a plan uh, no matter what we're facing. Another follow-up on Derek, more of a personality question. Uh, interesting week yesterday, and I'm interested in your perspective. He was kind of apologetic um, towards his previous team, saying they didn't get his best last year, and he's trying to um, learn how to, I guess, compartmentalize and be the best version of himself. Um, was there much talk about when you were trying to get him in here about his recruitment? Regrets and also his goals and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was much about regrets or goals. We talked about, um, you know, really his whole career up to this point, you know, and and uh, and, and really we talked about last year and that, that he probably didn't have as good a season last year as, as what, what he may, may have uh, wanted to have or anticipated having. I wasn't there in the building, so I can't really speak on that. All I can say is, you know, when I watch him now, there's a clear focus on exactly what you said, being the best version of, of himself that he can be for this football team. And, and that's really where our focus is as we move forward. And um, I think he's had an outstanding start to that. Is there, is there any way to measure, like, progress for Trevor Brennan who's not on the field? Like, can you guys look at the classroom and say, like, how he's picking things up differently or like, ahead of last year? Does he have to be on the field to do that? Games played on the field, you know what I mean, and so uh, certainly there's there's a little bit of 
familiarity with what we're doing. He's further ahead mentally than he was at this point last year. Uh, but yet the progress will be determined once he gets out here on the field and actually starts taking some reps. Then it's the last day at minicamp practice uh, where we probably witnessed three straight days of working two minutes offense and defense. I'd have to go back and check the schedule, but I would anticipate that. Um, you know, I, I don't remember whether tomorrow is a, is a red zone day or a two minute day. Um, El Bobby, I, I, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing 15 minutes from now. So I certainly don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. So, uh, but yeah, what I, what I will say is you can expect to see some more situational work, whatever that may be. How important that is, like uh, closing out a half, obviously to end a game. Is that maybe where you see uh, situational football with two-minute offense and defense? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we talked about that in the team meeting today, you know, and, and uh, where we were and how many one-score games we played in uh, and how many opportunities we had in the fourth quarter, whether it was – a lead or tied or whether we were down by one score, you know, that's, you know, the teams that are playing in the tournament at the end of the year, you know, generally when you look back, they're pretty good in those one score games. And so uh, it's certainly an area of emphasis, something that we've talked about. What are some of the things that Alante is trying to translate to just covering the slot from the outside? I, I think it's more just a feel for being in there. You know, uh, that game inside is totally different than the game outside. Uh, there's a lot of lot more mental processing that has to take place, you know, as you play in there. So I think he's still sorting through some of that uh, mental process right now. Um, and again, like I said, I keep saying this, like that's exactly what this time of year is for is, is we've got a lot of guys playing in a lot of different positions, doing a lot of different things. All right, fam, uh, let's just give me just a second here. We're gonna get it back together, but that was Dennis Allen talking about um, a few things here. We're gonna we're gonna you put go. a lot on all our guys to see what they can do, um, and then it's our job as coaches once we figure out those things to put them in the positions to do the things that they do really well. All right, that's Dennis Allen, fam. So Dennis Allen dropping a little game right there, recapping everything that's going on at camp. And listen, and you can hear it in Dennis that Dennis Allen's voice, you know. He feels a little bit more comfortable because, you know, we played uh, uh, TSC Q&A Patreon yesterday. We were on there. I want to have show uh, a bunch of interviews. We did a bunch of stuff. Also, there is um, some old film breakdown there and on Q with Big Q is up there. Uh, five Patreon family members of those yet to join. But listen, let me tell you something. Uh, he definitely sounds better. Will it translate into success? You got to hope so. I hope so because I want the team to succeed. The question is, what has Dennis Allen learned? What has he learned to do that would make him a better coach? Now, we know the team has improved. They've added depth all across the team. They've gotten a quarterback with some leadership ability and an ability to throw the ball down the field. They got a pretty a pretty good quarterback there. So they got a deep running back room. They got a deep wide receiver room. They got depth at the tight end position. Offensive line is fortified. Guys got to stay healthy, you know, and, and, and really dominate in the trenches, both on offensive line, defensive line. We know how that goes. But in terms particularly about the quarter, I mean, the head coach, how did you improve and what are you going to do this year in terms of, you know, what you didn't do last year? We still haven't got that piece, that piece of the game from Dennis Allen yet. I've heard questions asked to other coaches that, but not to him. I would love to hear that uh, for some of our reporters. Listen, anyway, let's get to the next one. We got Pete Carmichael chiming in. This is Pete Carmichael's thought of uh, what happened that day 
too. Here's Carmichael, our OC. This with Derek to sort of marry what you do, but but bring in what he does well. Like, I'm guessing it's sort of a fun process for you right now? It, it absolutely is. I think um, even up leading up to the process, there's a lot of discussion, um, you know, evaluating what he's done in the past and saying, oh, man, that fits us or we do that, or him coming and bringing some new ideas that we're uh, experimenting with out here. So it's been uh, – yeah, it's been it's been fun, exciting times. It's been a good camp. And you're not afraid of the a little bit of reinvention to suit what he does, right? No, absolutely not. And that's that's something that I think since the time I've got here, that's been the message. Hey, put the players in the in the position to wear what they do best. When you see something like what happened with Chris Alave in the team drill, obviously one of the things you're working on now, got to make you smile, right? Yeah, I think that was um, good execution. I think um, you know a little bit of an emphasis to come out and have some success during that during that drill and, uh, you know, it worked out and, and listen, that's what we expect. When you evaluate how you used Taysom last year, what are maybe some of the things you want to do differently or, or even or do you like everything you did and you want to do it the same? Like, what do you see in how you used Taysom well, last year related to, to, to now? Well, I think the Great things question. that he done, did for us last year, you know, he had a lot of success in that role. Um, I think that just personally, I think I can do a better job getting him more involved as a pass route runner and with opportunities there. Is, is that maybe the takeaway that maybe as much as he was sometimes used that it sometimes it wasn't even enough? Well, I, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, you go back after each game and evaluate and say, Hey, this game, we probably could have done some more things or, um, you know, some games where we felt like, Hey, this, you know, we, I think he got the right amount. So I think that's by game and, uh, you know, kind of paying attention to what maybe you see the defense doing early on. So things like that. When you look at this wide receiver room, how much are you counting? And I know he's not here this week, but how much are you counting on Rashid Shahid? What do you like about with Look, I mean, he was an undrafted guy. We didn't have any idea what you were going to get at the beginning last year. How much are you counting on him, and what do you like about what he does, and how much upside is there? Well, I think this. I think he made the most of his opportunities. And when you're talking about the whole group and just you specifically narrow him down, it's him having more opportunities, getting more familiar with – um, putting him in those situations to get more reps because uh, there was a period of time through training camp where we didn't have him. Still Standing is a podcast of hope. My name is Allie Patterson, and I am your host. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories from people who have encountered a living God and found help and hope in their real life. No matter what your life is like right now or what you think of God, I hope you hear stories like yours, and I hope you walk away thinking there's hope for me too. Everyone on this podcast would gladly say it's because of Jesus that I am still standing. Come find out why. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. And so there was, you know, uh, well, you know, weren't exactly sure what we were going to get. And sure enough, he, when you would come away from it saying, hey, he took the most, he got the most out of his opportunities and he's deserved. He's deserving of more. And when you talk about what Derek does well between him and Chris Olave, just being able to get down the field, like they sort of fit what he does well. Would you agree with that? I, I would. I think that um, I think it's a good, um, a good relationship. It's a good mix of what 
um, you know, taking a player's strength and marrying it with another player's strength. And uh, again, we still got a lot of work to go. We still got uh, training camp to get through and kind of fine tune everything. But that's fun for you it's, coming it's, up with that. It's image. exciting. I think, it, and you could see, you know, the emotion from the players that, you know, when you get into those competing drills and, uh, you know, yesterday it was a defensive, you know, they, they were celebrating today. It was, it was good to see that. And of course, Rats limited for Mike off to the side. What do you guys really want him to accomplish during this short but limited time? I think uh, for that right there, I think that's just about communication, um, kind of just the top of his reps. And, you know, Derek talking to him about, hey, you know, if the defender's on this hip or uh, what, this is how I expect the throw to be and uh, where I'm going to place it. So I think for right now, it's a lot of communication going on. Thank you. Okay. All right. Hi, right, Pete Carmichael, man, dropping some game, man, uh, there as well. So good to hear from Pete Carmichael. Uh, his game next up on the hit parade, we got the passing game coordinator and also QB coach, Mr. Ronald Curry. So let's hear what Coach Curry had to say about the day. And you would say the process has really been the same. A lot of a lot of our install hasn't changed much, and then there's some stuff that he's very familiar with. Um, that we kind of lean on. And um, he likes to be at the ball. He likes to be in control a little bit, um, more than I would say that we did in the past. And um, I think we just got a plan to that because he, he's a very smart, intelligent, high FBI kind of player, and we want to use that. You know, that's the asset for us. Is he sort of proactive in, in meetings and such, saying that, hey, can, can we tweak this a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think, I think, man, as a whole, I think that we – we pride ourselves on having good dialogue in, the, in those meetings. And it's like him, Jameis, I mean, it's a lot of ball that's in there. You get taste when that's played a lot. And, you know, we get the young buck Jake that we're bringing along. Um, so if anything that we have in and he sees it a little bit different and he can really explain to us why he see it different, then, you know, we, especially this time of the year, um, then we'll put it in. And um, we always got to think about the other 10 guys that's on the field with them. So we got to kind of keep them on the wraps a little bit. Um, so we like to still keep it, you know, familiar to the guys that's around them, but also put everybody in a position to be successful. You may have been asked this earlier, I don't know, but Derek was saying yesterday he felt like he didn't do enough last year for his team. He was maybe stretched too thin, things like that. And I was wondering, just from the limited time you got to know him, if that's a trait of him or all quarterbacks when the season doesn't end as well as it I think that's a that's a trait of all players that's out there. I mean, everybody's so competitive. And when things don't go the way they, they see them going, um, they always feel like, you know, I can do more. And especially from the quarterback position because the ball hits your hand every play. And especially when you're playing, um, you're down most games, so you actually throw the ball a lot. So, um, you know, we try not to talk about last year for him because it wasn't a great year. We go back to his Gruden days, and we just we like to pick off of that. And I think he feels the same way. You know, like last year's last year. Let's not talk about it. We flush it down the toilet, and then you know let's just pick up. You know, because he's a great player, man. He's a good player. He's a great teammate. He's a good person to be around. Uh, we've enjoyed him so far. He was a great perspective. It was just very honest how he came out of that season and thought, you know, I feel like I yeah. just wasn't good enough. I mean, and, that's uh, that's the thing about him. He loves he loves he loves everybody. You know, and as bad as you would say the season was for him, um, you probably wouldn't say statistically it was terrible. But I just think as a as an overall person, as a human being, he just didn't enjoy his experience. Um, but he didn't. He's not going to say I didn't enjoy it because of this, this, and this. You know, he just didn't enjoy it as much as he did in the past. You've had experience, obviously, with receivers and the quarterback group, and we always talk about the quarterback, but what have you seen from guys like Rashid Shaheed and Chris Olave in their I mean, second year? He's a star. He's a star. Um, he's playing with stars. 
Um, he, he just, the thing about Rashid is he's that guy that you put out there and he has no idea who he is, who he has in front of him. You know, Jalen Ramsey can walk down there and he wouldn't know if it was the fifth guy. You know, he just playing and he plays into his skill set and Alave has gotten a little bit bigger, stronger, faster. He's making contested catches and focusing on catching the ball and getting up the field. And he's been doing that. He made a great play today in two minutes. Um, then you got Mike T working on the side. So just having him around, his presence has been, you know, a shot in the arm for everybody. You know, Javon has developed. You get Taysom and then you get AK out here working. I mean, you got you got a lot of a lot of options out there for the quarterback and, and for offense. I mean, I mean, Pete's job is going to be difficult getting all these guys involved. And just kind of also piggybacking off that second-year coach, Cody Burns, obviously been football a long time, but just kind of the things that you've seen with him. and just uh, Cody's, like a, Cody's a stud, man. I mean, he's very knowledgeable on offense, period, not just at the receiver position. Um, I think he'll be a, a hell of a coordinator one day. I mean, he's very detailed in his work. He takes great notes. I mean, he coaches the guys hard. He's very technical in the things that he does, and he asks his receivers to do. It all ties into what we like to do. So, I mean, he's a stud, man. He's going to be a star in this league for a long time. And I have to ask, how was your experience in Minneapolis at the NFL? It was good, man. Get around all the guys that's, you know, like me, that's trying to get to a certain spot that we haven't been able to get to as minority coaches and, you know, just trying to shed some light on that. But, um, you know, you get to learn, you get to sit there and listen to CEOs, you get around the owners and piggyback off of some of the, the stuff that, you know, they say that you've heard in the past and some of the reasons, like, we don't get certain opportunities and how they think about things. So um, it was a great experience. It's something that I feel like all coaches should be able to experience. I mean, we don't, you don't get to go and sit down with Miss B, you know, but you see her, you speak to her, but as far as sitting down at a table and having a 30 minute conversation with them, it's, it's just something that you're not going to experience in this game. I don't care if it's minority or not. Coach Ronald Curry, the passing game coordinator, dropping some game, man. Shout out to him. Uh, good hearing him, man. As you, he was big up in Cody Burns, man. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, and that and that's good, man. That's good to hear uh, from him drop that game as well. So let's move on, family. We'll go to our final interview, and that'll be uh, from our first-round draft pick, Brian Breesey, uh talking about his uh, time, uh, his little interview he did with them. And shout-out to, uh, uh, to WGNO. They were ones responsible for these interviews. Here we go. What kind of growth can come from that and, and what has come for you this four weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously just, you know, competing against, you know, the, the top of the top out here every day is, uh, you know, just sharpening all your tools daily from that and uh, just being out with the D-line, uh, you know, just indie work, just all that kind of stuff, just grinding together is, is really, you know, just just helped me come along. And um, so it's been it's been really good. What's been the biggest eye opener for you? Um, that's tough. I think uh, really the big thing for me, you know, with this offseason or, you know, just dealing with so many different situations that we, uh, you know, just just stay on top of every day, dealing with a new situation, just different things that, uh, you know, you got to be aware of uh, in the game that uh, we really, really harp on. So what what has stood out to you as, you know, after you've gotten this kind of taste that, that OTAs and minicamp are, that you want to make sure you have locked in when, when you start yeah. training camp? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just the main thing is is knowing the playbook, like, like the back of your hand is, is really the big thing. I think, you know, once you know that, you're able to play fast. So, uh, you know, that's definitely been something that I've been really trying to trying to lock in on and, and really understand. So does the few weeks you've had, does it sort of like confirm in your head that, you know, like I belong here, those kind of things? Yeah, I mean, just being out here working with these guys, like I said, it's, uh, you know, the best of the best. So, um, 
you know, every day you just just come ready to work and and uh, you know just do what you can. So. What is the I mean, after tomorrow in a world where probably some sort of draft process? What do you do for the next month? Go home, vacation, like just kind of what it, what's going to be your agenda? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go home for a little bit. Obviously, you know, continue to work out and, and train and, uh, you know, just be in the best shape I can for camp, really. You know, that's, that's the main thing, but spend some time with the family and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, the main main focus is just being in shape and ready to go for camp. You you train differently, I know, for combine and pre-draft workouts and stuff. Was there a certain weight you wanted to get back to, either bigger or smaller or anything <laughs> like that? Or, or? Um. I think, I, you know, it was a lot of, it was, I felt like a track star for combine training. So, um, you know, I think, you know, a little bit heavier than, than I was there at yeah. the, at the combine, but, um, you know, relatively around that weight, which is what, what, what are you? What 305 probably. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you played at, at the end of last mm-hmm. year too, probably, or, mm-hmm. or what your target right weight was. And, yep. you know, and they agree with that. that yeah. That's like your ideal. Yep. You said that from a physical standpoint, you seem like you're in great shape. Do you feel like maybe the injuries are kind of asking physically to feel maybe the best yourself in years? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel really, really good. So, um, you know, that's honestly just been been huge for me, uh, you know, playing football again and, and feeling healthy. So, yeah, I feel really good. All right, that's Brian Brees. He's saying he feels really good. He feels really good. Really. He's healthy. You know, that was the question about, about Brian Brees. He's healthy. The Saints, and he, you heard it out of his mouth, him speaking, saying that the Saints like him around that 305 mark, and that's where he's situated at. And remember, we talked about the injury history of Brian Breesey. He's healthy. Uh, you hear his plan to go out and work out. This kid will be a part of the rotation here. And depending how good he is, how he can mesh in, he will be a big part going down the line. So you got our young guns like Brian Breesey. We have Isaiah Foskey here. Peyton Turner has to step up. Carl Granderson. Is he ready? So there are a few guys opposite of Cam that need to show what they can do. And they ready for the challenge. A lot of these guys want to step up and show what time it is. So we got one more a day before uh, the mini camp is over with day three. And then, of course, they shut down and we won't see our guys until uh, late July. So it's going to be fun watching that as well. A lot of great stuff happening in late July. We got the Errol Spence and Bud Crawford fight that will be kicking off around that time. It'll be the first of two fights this year, according to the contract they signed. Spink a little golf on you. I mean, a, a little boxing on you right quick. But i uh, really excited about that. But in terms of our Saints, man, they've done a phenomenal job this offseason. Remember, they did the same thing last offseason when they had a pretty solid offseason. We just need to bring that into this season. That's one of the things we really need to work on, uh, making things pop and shake. So kind of a quick, a quick recap of what we covered. We covered the Saints mini uh, camp day two observations shout out to john hendrix from the saints news network we also were able to listen to interviews from dennis allen we also listened to pete carmichael a a passing game coordinator coach ronald curry and also heard from first round draft pick brian breesey so you heard it yourself brian breesey is healthy fam he's healthy so all of the questions that we talked about is looking pretty good and of course on our final thing all right before we get up out of here we have the Saints Superdome renovation update. Now, this is provided by the New Orleans Saints.com. And they say a series look at the, the Superdome transformations that Saints family members could expect in the upcoming season. So uh the what what has changed? Well, a lot of money has been spent in terms of fixing up the dome. Saints are pleased to unveil the latest updates to the envision the future transformation of the Superdome. It's a five-year project is a collaborative effort between the Louisiana Stadium and Expedi- Exposition District, said, D, 
the New Orleans Saints in the state of Louisiana, and the project continues to near its 2024 scheduled completion date. So as of 2024, finish line rapidly approaches. This colossal project progresses with a team of architects, contractors, designers, and construction workers working around the clock to transform the FAM experience and functionality of one of the most iconic venues in the world. Saint season ticket holders and their guests will be first to experience the remarkable evolution of the Caesar Superdome. All the building's global unveil will be completed in advance of the 25 Super Bowl in New Orleans, which will mark the stadium's 50th anniversary. So, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A lot of stuff that they spent. Remember, hundreds of millions of dollars in this thing, right? Hundreds of millions of dollars in it. What to look forward to. To educate and inform people is, you know, they got to look forward, to look back, the introduction of atriums and escalators. When I mean, we talked that we covered this before and all of the premium stuff, the Wi-Fi and all this other kind of stuff, uh, the North End Zone level suites, the North End Zone Zone Club, the expanded 300 level sideline suites, expanded concourses, dedicated VIP entrances. All this is happening since 05 and the renovations happening. So it's going to be interesting. Just seeing this is a very lengthy art, article. We're not going to cover it. If you want to watch, uh, read the whole damn thing, you can feel free to go to their website. But this is a few of the pictures. This is a shot of one of the atrium spaces, as you can see, a little place there where you can go and get you a little something to drink. It's wide open, a lot more modern. You know, you can see the light, natural light, which is one of the things that we're doing is cutting holes in the roof and you put in so that allows natural light to come in. So you don't have to, I guess, spend as much money inside on the power bill, uh, you know. You know how I feel. I ain't going to get too far up in there. But, you know, all this is, is you know, that and the, they talk about the atrium panels, the vertical transportation. As you can see, you got the all this going on and it does look it does look pretty good. You know what I'm saying? It does have more of a modern feel to it in there. So, you know, you're doing all this beautiful stuff. I just hope that, you know, we can be able to work it out on the field because if you ain't working it out on the field, I don't think you're going to cash out. We got to do this. So the thing's banking on a lot of stuff to happen. In this upcoming season. So a few pictures right here, fam, as you can see on the inside, there are a lot more natural lighting and escalators that people can get to where they want to get faster. They'll have more areas where you can go and buy some uh, expensive uh, nachos and some high ass beverages. I like to see somewhere along here in this great plan that they have of actually reasonable prices on these concessions. You know, I mean, they don't have like theater pricing on some of these, 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 uh, uh, snacks and these drinks. I mean, it's like elevated theater pricing. Like you go to the theater and get a drink and then it's so high. You'd be like, Hey, listen here, baby. Look, let me tell you something, baby. Look, baby, baby, me and you just going to share the drink. What kind of drink you want? Okay. You like Dr. Pepper. 
right, I don't like Dr. Pepper, but listen, I'm going, I'm going to drink the Dr. Pepper with you. We're going to get the big drink. Listen, we're going to get the big drink. I'm going to take, uh, let's see if we can break it down. Uh, if I take th- you know, one squig of it, right? Uh, okay, I have a straw. You have a straw. You take a swig. I take a swig. I done broke it down. A big drink like this, I can get about 150 squigs out of it. You get 150 squigs out of it. We can get some value. We, you know, we'll be all right like that. So, you know, you, that's how you have people that hit breaking down the squigs that you get out of a high ass drink. Then you have to break down the nachos. You got a $20 nacho. Let me see, baby, baby. Listen, baby, what we're going to do is you're going to take one nacho, right? I'm going to listen. I'm going to break half this pepper off. You're going to get half the pepper. We're going to dip half of the nacho, right? You're going to get a little of this cheese. I'm going to get the other half. Like you're going to look, let's tear this in half. You get half the pepper. I get half the pepper on my nacho. Let's dip it right here. And listen, if we do it like this, there's about 25 nachos in here. See, we can break it down where you get 12 and I get, you get 13 and I get 12. See, that's what you got. That's what happens, man. We got $20 nachos, bro. That's that. That's called, that's called snack math. That's what you got to do when you break down because the prices are so ridiculous on the damn food in the Superdome. And I like, and listen, man, I know y'all like to bank out on us, but man, listen, this is a new age, man. Listen, we, we pay for the month. We pay all of this, the 200 something million dollars. That's taxpayer money. That's a private enterprise, man. It's our club. Yes, indeed. But come on, man, this is going to change. I promise you this is going to change. I'm not the only way looking person looking at the game like this. We can't just come away from not getting none of this money. I mean, <laughs> you're giving them the money. <laughs> They're not paying that. We paying the lights, the water, everything. We got to get something back more than you just telling us it's the team. This is chump shit. And then we got we got to do snacking math just to get can we at least get some cheap some cheap food prices? I mean, y'all banking out everywhere. You got double or triple the prices on the gear that get made overseas. Can we at least get cheap food prices? So we don't have to. You heard my dog uh, Reverend saying he was doing snack math with him and this lady. Yeah, baby. Listen, baby, let me tell you. Listen, now we're going we gonna to break down snack math for the popcorn. Now, listen, what I said, listen, we got a bag of popcorn here. Now, my snacky math, I done broke down this 200 pieces of popcorn and about 20 unpopped kernels at the bottom of the bag. Now, what we're going to do is, baby, now this is 225 and a half pieces of popcorn. Listen, you're going to get 100 and, and listen. Listen, no, I'm sorry. You're going to get 125 pieces and I'm going to get the rest of the 100. And then and then with the corn kernels, baby, the unpopped kernels at the bottom of the bag. Right. Listen, you like eating unpopped kernels? Oh, it hurt your teeth. Don't worry about it, baby. Well, listen, I'll do that. Listen, you take five of my pop popcorns and I'm going to take the 20 unpopped kernels at the bottom of the bag. And then I'll trade you about uh, two more, three, uh, three squigs. I'll give you three squigs more than what I was going to drink. You see what I'm saying? And then after that, then we're going to do that. And then we're going to be good with it. Now, now, you, now, after that, you don't miss a whole touchdown trying to break down the snack mass. She's trying to listen to you while you on there. The people yelling and screaming. You missed a touchdown because you're trying to break down the snacking mass with your girl because you because the snacks are full too damn high. You see how complicated that is? Good Lord, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's snack math. Good Lord, saints. But anyway, 
Yeah, we're going to roll on up out of here on that, fam. Listen, man, I appreciate each and every last one of y'all for chiming in this thing today, man. Much love to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Hope y'all having a fantastic day, man. And listen, man, the Saints are doing really a lot of positive things, man, to be quiet. Uh, I, I, hey man, I, that snack math. Y'all know what I, y'all been in them damn games before. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Y'all know what I'm talking. Yeah, baby, let me tell you something, baby. Baby, that snack math, baby. You know what I'm talking about, baby. Baby, you go. We go to the game, baby. Baby, the price is so high, baby. We gotta break the food down, baby. I gotta break down the drinks and swigs, and then the popcorn. You get five popcorns, baby. Listen, and then. We bring down the nachos, right, baby? Baby, listen, we got, I remember we went to the game, baby. Me and my girl, baby, let me tell you something. What happened, baby? Baby, we spent over $50, baby, on three or four nachos and five drinks, baby. Baby, where are we, baby? Baby, are we on the moon buying food, baby? It's just, it's rare. What's going on, baby? Baby, I'm telling you, it's real deal, though. It's real deal out here. It's snacky math. All right, so anyway, <laughs> shout out to the fam. What's up, St. Gomer? Good to see you, man. Shout out to your fam. Appreciate y'all. Y'all know that stuff high as hell in there. Come on, don't, don't be playing no game. Y'all know what it is. All right, anyway, fam, listen, man, I'm going to get on the body here, man. Pre- I know it. Yeah, yeah, Tuck, you hear me? Yeah, I'm making, yeah, yeah. That's how we got to break it down. And Paul Reverend St., man, he talking to his girl. Next thing you know, they done missed the touchdown. Up in there and they talking about, hey, what happened, baby? Baby, who made a touchdown, baby? I I, I missed it. Snacking math is bad for everybody. Please don't involve yourself in snacking math. Don't do it, baby. Don't do it. All right, so with that being said, let me get on out of here, man. I appreciate y'all. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and the share button. Family, we're going to pop up here tomorrow on uh, the Saints Minicamp Day 3. We'll go over that tomorrow. We'll cover all the latest news, have the latest and react to the latest interviews as well. So with that being said, we're going to be out on that. Tonight we'll be uh, doing a stream on the Pelicans, man. We'll cover all the latest rigmarole going on with the Pelicans tonight. So be looking out the, looking out for the Pelican Post Game Report. If you don't know anything about that, please feel free to just punch it in YouTube. Pelican Post Game Report. We in the building talking about Zion rumors and all this other crap that's going on. We're going to cover it all tonight on the Pelican Post Game Report. So with that being said, I'm out on that. Who that to the fam. Much love and peace. Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. Like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. 
News on winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, eh? Where we do that, eh? Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, eh? Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. Daily.com. That's right, the who that daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, who that daily.com is your site. The who that daily.com for the sport who that in all of us. The Pro Shop, that's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the pro shops the link is in the description section below and remember it helps the platform continue to grow check out the pro shop with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.